We're recording, bitch! Oh my god, hey! Okay. All right. <clears throat> Are you comfortable? I am, like, so comfortable right now, I could fall asleep. No, that's too comfortable. <laughs> I'm glad you're comfortable, at least. All right. So... Hey, thank you so much for listening. No matter when you are listening, no matter where you are, get comfortable. Get yourself a cup of tea, a glass, or an entire bottle of wine, maybe smoke a blunt, get under a blanket, grab yourself some popcorn, and enjoy today's episode. My name is Ellen Moore, and today I am in the studio with my always overly excited, loud, incredibly loving, and very kind personality (laughs) classmate, and I think we can say by now friend. Uh, Gaia, how are you doing today? Girl, I'm so good, especially after those compliments. (laughs) I'm very happy to hear. Welcome to the studio of How I Met Ellen Moore. Um, Let's do a quick round of questions to get to know who we are here with. Oh my god, I'm so excited. All right. How old are you? 19. Where are you from? Dordrecht, what uh, do you, New York. Ooh, what do you do? I study journalism with you. I'm, you know, bother you all the time. Exactly. Well, that's already a quick, <laughs> it's literally a very quick round of questions. And before we get to the story of how we met. Um, with a new guest every week, Ellen Moore brings you your weekly dose of inspiration. Opening up conversations about subjects like mental health, sexuality, self-confidence, friendship, and much more. Giving a platform to the people in her life who've touched her most to inspire others. How did we meet? How I met your Ellen. <laughs> this is literally because when I was thinking of a title for this podcast, I was like, okay, I, I got to do something that's like, you know, I want it to be kind of like how I met your mother and also catchy. And I'm just going to brand the fuck out of my name. So um, I actually like this is the very first podcast we're recording. So oh welcome. It's the very first one. We just um, lost our podcast virginity. Yeah, I, I guess we did. I guess we did. And um, this podcast is actually about moving around uh, different cultures and uh, having to relocate and shit. And you already told us like. Uh, that you're from both New York and Dordrecht. Mm-hmm. How does that work? Please tell me our, your story. Um, so my dad is Native American and my mom is Dutch and they met uh, at Woodstock in the 90s, in the 90s, uh, 94. Uh, my mom was just traveling and they met and they fell in love and they made a me. Uh, <laughs> so then I was born in, in Dordrecht in Holland mm-hmm. and then like when I was a teeny eeny baby we went back to New York and uh, that's where I grew up. And now we're back here. So. How, how old were you when you moved from New York to Dordrecht? Just just one, I think. Wow. Uh, yeah, just one in a month or so. So really all the first everythings were in New York. Uh, how, how was the shock of not being in New York anymore? Uh, well, I remember like being really pissed, <laughs> like little tiny kid going, um, no. But <laughs> like, I don't want this. Yeah, I know, of course, because like everything, you know, is there and, you know, you barely even speak the language. I don't like this crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this soundboard and I'm so excited to use it. I'm not going to lie. That's exactly what I sound like. Especially yeah, as a kid. <laughs> not kind of. Kind but, of. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't speak the language that much. Your mom speaks Dutch to you sometimes, but I mean, no one else does. So you go there and you're like, what the fuck are you saying to me? And mm-hmm. it's hard. And especially when you grow up in New York City at that moment, and then you go to a tiny little village in Brabant, mm-hmm. which is just totally different. There's like barely any stores. It's just really weird. Because like all of your firsts then were in, in New York, yeah. as you can remember. From when do you like, what are, what's the first memory you have of Dordrecht? Um, actually, the first thing that jumps into mind is uh, Sinterklaas. <laughs> which, which is, you know, it's a holiday 
uh, that is extremely Dutch, and people are in blackface, and I didn't even know really what racism was, but all I knew was, huh? <laughs> and like, was, no huh? idea what's happening. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people are giving me candy, so I'm down. I'm good. You're good, yeah. <laughs> Confusion of different holidays and yeah. different things uh that just you don't get as a kid mm -hmm. and i re even now like a bunch of things that dutch people had in their childhood i just didn't really get mm -hmm. and we'll be like at the bar having drinks they'll be like oh my god remember this i'll be like, no <laughs> i don't remember the at fuck all is that and then yeah. i'm weird but. it's funny because we have like a lot of sayings in dutch and for those of you who don't know i am dutch and kaya well it's kind of complicated i guess <laughs> Uh, I'm I, just there. Yeah, you just exist. You, you exist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't, I don't remember where I was going. But sayings in Dutch. Oh yeah, she <laughs> never knows what the saying. She's oh. like, wait, what is that? Is what that actually that a say? Is, does that exist? <laughs> or, or I'll translate a, uh, a saying in like to the different language, and it does not exist. And I'll be like, very why don't you understand me? Stop looking at me <laughs> like that. And like when we speak Dutch, she like hardly uses Dutch words. <laughs> It's like mostly English, and that's what I like. When we first met, I was like, this girl is kind of crazy but she also <laughs> sounds like me speaking dutch so like i appreciate that we can bond over being like not very lingual <laughs> well yeah I, i i guess you could say that yeah for sure i when i was i was born in rotterdam and i moved to uh the achterhoek which is like uh well basically shithole <laughs> and uh i'm i'm not very grateful that that is where i grew up then again i also think that if i would have grown up in rotterdam or amsterdam where i live right now um that drugs and sex and rock and roll it all would have happened a lot i mean i believe quicker, that probably. <laughs> yeah so are you grateful that you were like dumped in the netherlands or would you have rather grown up in new york actually every single day especially since i started studying i'm so glad that i live in europe now because well for one like my heart and soul is in america but it's a shithole right now mm -hmm. uh college and healthcare, everything's you know it's money and that's just something we didn't have my mom had three jobs while we were work, uh, living in america and now i'm here in holland and i got to go to a theater high school that was like a little bit more expensive but no way would it would have been there i got to mm -hmm. go to uh, an exchange in romania if i want to i can drive for four hours and i visited three different countries and yeah uh It really does change you, you know, the possibilities and the chances you get. You can, you know, really discover who you are and you can really become a great person. I would not have gotten that in uh, in America because, well, especially in New York City, everything is so expensive. And I doubt that we would have lived there forever. We would have probably moved somewhere in state. And I would have just lived in a little town where all people can do is do drugs, probably. I don't know, you know. But I feel like everyone's always like yeah it's the american dream yada 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 but what you're you are describing is it's the european dream maybe even well to me yeah honestly like i have a lot of friends who romanticize america and again there's like so many amazing things about the country and i really i love it so much and i can't wait to go see my family again but when are you going back this summer for the first time in 12 years That's actually amazing. i'm gonna cry I'm so the happy whole time. for you <laughs> i'm so happy it's basically me just gonna go the whole time basically but uh walking around the states with kaya basically <laughs> like they're gonna flood the whole thing's gonna flood because of tears but nice nice um, the american dream is only really if you are a certain privileged and lucky like i could totally go back and as a white chick and uh, I have a lot of family there, I could get a lot of help, but just some random person going there hoping doesn't 
it doesn't always go that way. And of course, if you work hard, yeah, but it's also a lot of luck. And I think it's a lot of luck in every situation ever, kind of. But yeah, I I can imagine that the picture because it's it's like such a big stereotype that is well apparently not true if i have to believe you well in my in my (laughs) yeah no of course of course i i i traveled quite a lot and i feel like moving around and and traveling a lot and meeting different cultures and meeting learning different languages and meeting new people is so um it, it changes you as a person what's the biggest lesson you've learned by moving around and traveling and learning different cultures and stuff um, empathy, I think, because if you just stay in one place, you only learn a certain life. And I think because I went to Romania, uh, to this like a lot uh, more poor uh, spot. Mm-hmm. And of course, honestly, I live so great. I am so lucky and I uh, cannot complain. And you go around and you see different ways that they live and you, yeah, empathy and, and also just humbleness because... There was like a girl there, and she had to eat dinner with uh, her whole family, just with their on the with plates on their laps. They just didn't mm-hmm. have room for a whole table in their house, and uh, and they they can't drink all the water there. And for instance, or I went to um, Belgium and at Gay Pride, and there were a bunch of people that couldn't be gay because of their parents and stuff. And just by meeting new people in different situations, you can learn about the world and it can also just make you a better person by understanding them and trying to trying to you know feel empathy for people and stuff because i feel like you're such an empathetic person and i feel like people like (laughs) i mean we're classmates so we like when we first met i didn't meet you as like okay i want to be friends with her because to be honest i am i'm just I went to school and I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go there and I'm gonna get my grades. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. make my year and then I'm gonna go to uni next year in Amsterdam. I don't give a shit. That was genuinely my mentality. And looking back at that now, I mean, still kind of is, but I also kind of regret because I was not open to friendships or anything. And then I met you and our entire little family of (laughs) of weirdos. weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. And we just connected very well. And I feel like um i did not realize how genuine and empathetic and nice people can be if you like especially if you don't expect it because when i travel i um i'm looking for connections and i'm looking for people and i'm i'm open to it and i open my heart you know and when i'm in a situation like this where i don't expect it it's i think i'm more grateful for that because you don't see it coming you know it's a little present from the universe. Yeah, you're like, hey, Here you go. It's a friend. Yeah, that's Have good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's really good. So I'm very I'm very happy with it. That yeah. we we went we went out. I think we should tell part of the, the story of our. Uh, what part are we talking about? Well, I mean, you've traveled around a lot. Have you done drugs because of traveling? Um, sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, no. I went to uh, the Gay Pride in Belgium. And, oh, Mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I went to Gay Pride in Belgium uh, 2018. And that was when I met them. And I was going to mm-hmm. stay for like one evening. And I ended up staying for three days. And I also did ecstasy for the first time. <laughs> nice. Um, it's, it's a fun drug, man. It, it was so fun. But the thing is, like... Because I was also open to those connections, like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Like, I was there and was like, hello, friends, let's be gay. Yeah. Uh, and because you're so open to those 
possibilities, people open up to you really quickly. And because of that, I did get that place to live for three days and there was so much love and comfort, which is also why I felt safe enough to do the stuff. But um, these are just these little crazy things that you just have to try, especially How when you're How old were you back then? I was 18. <laughs> what was I was 18. I was 18. How old are you I, now, Ethan? I, I literally asked you. you asked and, I'm 19. Yeah. Okay, I, know, I was 17. Uh, but we're going to say that I was 18 in case the police come. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're hiding for the cops now. Oh, no, no. Um, so um, you're gay then? I'm bisexual. Okay, cool. I've like, known that since I was like 12. But you know, How did you, really how did you know that? I looked at a girl and I was like, damn. No, wait, I didn't <laughs> say damn. I was 12. Darn. Uh, so... It's just something that I didn't really put as on a spot until I was like in high school. It was like, oh, okay, this is a thing. But it was kind of new, um, which is also great about traveling is I always try to go to a gay pride when I'm traveling because mm-hmm. I just always feel love there. I never really had a bad experience and the gays just connect. It's just I've never had an experience where someone goes, oh, you're gay? Me too. Fuck you. <laughs> it's always been, oh, my God, same. Let's be friends. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's a stereotype. That's just my experience. Yeah, no, I, I guess that. And that's what I what I considered very hard is like blending in, especially when moving around and when finding people. I guess you kind of found your identity in also your sexuality, maybe, mm-hmm. if I can put it like that. Definitely. And um, you find people through that. Is there any other way you find people like that? And um are you are you alone aren't you lonely at times because i can imagine that honestly um i get lonely like really quickly like i can hang out all week with my best friends mm-hmm. uh like my extroverted ass will meet 80 new friends mm-hmm. and you'd think my social battery would die but honestly i'll go home one night and be like oh where are my bros at mm-hmm. you know, i just really enjoy it and honestly um i have talked about that i'm very open about emotions with everything i'm like like I just love talking and I don't care about I what. Know. <laughs> yeah, we know, we've been through. But uh, I've also discussed loneliness with other people, like a lot of, especially extroverts. Um, and within the sadness that we can talk, you can really connect because if you open up about emotions that are hard, other people, not always, can also really feel like, okay, then I'll open up too. And that even gets a stronger bond because it's less uh, Super, yeah, it's, it's like, not, nah, that's not the word I'm looking for, like. You're like digging deep. Yeah, you're digging deep, and you can totally be like, oh, you're pretty, I'm pretty, we're gay, it's fun, but mm-hmm. if you really get into, like, your soul. If you're like, I feel broken and I'm lonely, that's a whole different way of connecting. It is, and those kind of friendships usually last longer, too. Yeah, I, I agree with you, yeah. I've felt very, very lonely, especially when I first moved to, to Amsterdam. Um, I moved there, and I, like, I moved there in January of... 2018 i believe and um we're right now in 2020 already oh, corona's taking over the world friend, oh my god <laughs> i should not say crap like that to not be honest, especially now we're talking about traveling <clears throat> anyways um and when i moved there i i literally i didn't have anyone because my best friend was living in the shithole i was from my boyfriend at the time was living on the other side of holland and then we broke up in like march so like everything just kind of disappeared right in front of me i felt like it was like slipping through my fingers and i couldn't get a grasp on it and i was there and i had this shitty job and i hated it and i uh, had this apartment that i had to share with three others and it was a junk hole basically and like my flatmates were just making it disgusting they were smoking inside and those were all like key things that to me i mean it's my home i didn't have any other home to go to i didn't um like that was it point period end of it you know 
And back then, I really wanted to keep my private life and my work life separate. But mm -hmm. at one point, you just cannot do that because you have to connect with your coworkers at a certain point. If all you do is go to your job from nine to five and you're dead in, on the weekends, there's just and nothing. There's no life. There, you don't have a life. You have a job, and that job becomes your life. But that's like that can be very lonely at times. But, so you're saying that. Like when you found uh, like friendship and like love and supporting your coworkers, that's kind of when you started becoming more home and stuff. That life in Amsterdam. Kind, kind of, I guess. I I really did not want to have those connections with my coworkers. Oh, so I, I was just not open to it. And then one night I went out with. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! I went out uh, with my coworkers on like drinks and. This one coworker had told everyone that I was coming while I was like, yeah, I might come. Oh, God. And then I felt obligated to go. And then I went and I was like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. And at the time I wasn't drinking and I didn't do drugs. And then I came. Amsterdam <laughs> ruined you. Oh, my <laughs> God. You have no idea. But like when I I went to this pub and we went upstairs and um, there was this like huge table where you, where you play pool, you know? I don't know what those were called, but like the table where you... A pool table? Yeah, a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a pool table and there was this huge, big, fat fucking bag of cocaine on that table. And I walked in and I was like, what is Wait, really? happening to me? And then this coworker came up to me with, oh with a key and he held it under my nose. And there was, well, quite obviously, a line of cocaine on there. And I was like, I think I'm good. Oh my God. And like my virgin ass brain... Not literally virgin, but drug virgin for sure. <laughs> was like, what is what is that even? And then they asked Who me like, <laughs> and then they asked me like, do you do drugs? And I was like, ah, no. And I they were like, high on life. <laughs> yeah, well, basically. And at the time, I was like, so I was so sad on doing modeling and shit. And I was like, I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to go out late. I want to sleep and I want to work out and I want to lose weight because I want to be like the the pro uh, the right sizes and shit. I'm very glad I'm not doing that anymore, by Thank the way. God. But we'll get on that <laughs> in another episode or whatever. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> but continue, yeah. Exactly. No, but like, oh my God. I, I think I just... I think Amsterdam truly did change me and like opened my eyes to all the also like darker things that are there because that co-worker of mine later turned out to have like a serious drug addiction. Oh. So yeah, that was that's kind of fucked up. But then... After that one time, you like connect with your coworkers because you like that's what I feel like that's what we had when we went out. Now every single time we like um, make faces at each other and we know you know what happened that night. We is... don't talk about that night. I mean, except every day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We have pictures that we're not gonna that we're not gonna show. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Not yet. But like, even though that, of course, the first time you go there and there's like a crack house going on on a pool table. Oh my god! Doesn't that doesn't doesn't that like scare you out of wanting to hang out with them again? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, the, I was yeah. not interested in seeing them ever again at that very second but then like looking back at it now i'm just like oh i really hope my coworkers are not listening to this by the way love you coworkers. <laughs> well i oh, shit. don't really but um yeah uh i i don't know it, it scared me in the sense that i was like you are too old to be doing this in my opinion How and like everyone should do whatever they want to do i was 18 but they were like 40 and up oh. 
and they have children and um i was like what is because i did not expect that at all i just expected like drinks and it was this guy was part-time gj and he was playing at a club and then well <clears throat> yeah just fucked yeah well then what made you like dare trying amsterdam again because you said you did get connections after but yeah i feel like i that is i think that's one of the nights where i remember actually going because i had just broken up with my boyfriend and i really was not interested in any men um and any male connections and i was just so heartbroken but that night i <laughs> shocker hooked up with someone <laughs> what um and that was and he doesn't know that so i really hope that he's not listening but uh that was the second person i ever slept with and um i just i was sober i was not on drugs i was not drinking i think i did one shot of tequila count. And, yeah it does not really count <laughs> um and then i hooked up with him and i was like all right this is interesting and i i felt um as as scared and shocked as i was about the whole drug situation as grateful was i about the whole like i went out of my comfort zone and i felt so alive you have no idea like seriously and i think that's what made me want to try amsterdam again in that sense i get that especially at that age um especially when you just got on uh, started moving mm -hmm. and on yourself and of course everything is scary and Maybe not do a bunch of cocaine on a pool table, but... Maybe not do that. Especially getting out I of your would, comfort zone and doing things. It's perfect, and it's perfect age, because you're yeah. at an age where you can fuck up. Uh, literally. Just don't fuck up too much. Yeah. <laughs> you can fuck up. You can fuck up literally. No, I think, like, don't do drugs, by the way, if you're listening to this. No, and also, dude, uh, that we're talking about, just now close your ears and close this, please. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> and, Yeah. And if you have sex, do it safe. <laughs> please do. Please. Important. It's seriously... Have you ever had an STD? I have never. Never, ever. I'm Good. such a clean girl. Good for you. I mean... No. Not, I mean... I haven't been tested, so it would be really oh, shitty oh if I'm like, no, I'm such a good girl. And then I go home and it turns, turns out... out you're like so <laughs> fucked. That would suck. No, 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 no. I always do it safe. You you have a boyfriend right now, I right? I do. Nice. Since... Uh, since, since... I'm like, nice. 2018? Nice. Nice. Uh, I just turned 18 when we were dating. Oh, and um, the sad part is he doesn't like traveling as much as me. So really? I'll be like, oh, but my I, God, I don't I don't get people who don't like to travel. No, well, I get that. If you have your own spot and it's nice, um, go for that. Stay there. If this is your happy place, stay. But I want to have the whole world be my happy place. Mm -hmm. I want to have every corner of that little happy place. Yeah. Touched by okay, that sounds weird. I just I, I just want to see it all, and you never know what else could be your happy place if you don't step out of your happy place. And life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Exactly. I always claim that, and I strongly believe it actually does. Agree, but you know it's it's too bad that he doesn't want to come with me when I was like, hey, let's go to Curacao. He's like, nah, mm -hmm. I like my bed. Um, but at the same time, it's also nice to know that you have a spot when you are done mm -hmm. exploring every comfort place that. You can come home to one that you know is going to be there. And that, you know, that's nice. You don't have to agree on everything as long as you're there at the end of the journey. To support each other. Exactly. I feel like supporting is more important in a relationship than being the same. 
Right. Well, why would you want to be completely the same? I mean, if it would be boring as shit. It would be boring. I mean, like, then I would real. just masturbate, you know? <laughs> All right. We got our answer on that. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, the next podcast I will be recording uh, will be with my dear Kaya here. Hello, it's me again. It's, it's her again. Um, but then we're going to be discussing a whole lot more about sex and uh, perhaps drugs. We'll see wherever the, our conversation goes. <laughs> What? <laughs> See wherever our conversation goes. Um, so stay tuned for that. And if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, do so. Uh, my Instagram is bet- at by Ellen Moore. And uh, do you want to share well, any of your socials? My, my social media is Kai Manoli, but this is impossible to spell. It's yeah. K-A-I-A-M-A. I forgot how to spell my name. N-O-E-L-I. <laughs> oh my God. Just try. Thanks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So I, yeah, that was not, well, it was my voice, but it was a soundboard, but for the little... Thanks for the explanation. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I feel like we could make such disgusting sounds. Let's, no, no. Welcome to my no. ASMR. <laughs> she was like, when are you coming out with merchandise? I'm just, I just, you know, I was going to say I'm really funny, but I'm going to recap that. I think I'm really funny. So <laughs> I agree on Thanks, that. Babe. She thinks she's really <laughs> funny. But yeah, in class you're like the loudest ever. It's not on purpose. Oh, I know. It's not on purpose. I just be like, oh wow, a thing. Hi guys. Yeah, I'm very good. This mic automatically like mutes. Yeah, that would have been ear rape. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sorry for the ones listening with earplugs. No, but I mean, you're just so excited. You're always happy and cheerful. Like even when you're hungover, like. The, the the day after we went out, I walked out of my bed and I was like, uh, "Hello," <laughs> and I was I, "Good morning." I, thought I was broken, and she was she should have been broken. If I would have done what she had done the night before, I would not have lived right now. Uh, I had and, taken like she woke Molly up. so much. I was eating and I was talking. I was like chewing. Didn't want to out you, were you but you like, doing like, it yeah, yourself. Thank you. It's fine. I don't mind. You were looking at me like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> You don't I deserve can't. to be alive while I am dead right now. You were looking at me like, so like but how like, dare you? It's, I mean, we, I, we, <laughs> I was shit faced. I think you were too. And then the Molly and then the cocaine. And like, yeah, true. I mean, I did a lot of cocaine, but like, I, that was my first time ever doing cocaine. And I was just drunk and I was not on Molly. So I didn't get why I was so wrecked the day after. Might have had something to do with half the hour sleep, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe it's just God telling me to stay party, girl. <laughs> you do you, girlfriend. God is excited about you partying, man. God is a party woman. She was she's like that. God is a woman. <laughs> oh, by the way, guys, if you're listening to this and you didn't know that yet, I make music and I'm actually hopefully going to be on Spotify very yes. soon. And uh, yeah, that same night you uh, performed for us, we were like, oh, oh yeah, that was, that was cute. Oh, wait, I, I think I have. Is this? that's good that's good <laughs> um yeah so she was laying on my couch i, w- I want to go back to this for a second oh god okay. and my christmas tree was still up like oh it was god. the 31st of january but i couldn't bother to take it down it's down now by the way it was first february by then true <laughs> technically true and she was like oh my god the christmas tree is moving and i was like yeah baby it's because of the wind wow and then the wind and then our classmate he said 
he looked at me he was like what and i just slapped him i was like dude just pretend like it's moving okay and he was like yeah no you're right and then our <laughs> classmate who was like the most rational down-to-earth guy ever tom was like i don't see anything move <laughs> getting out of my shit i swear i was so confused i was literally going like okay what's happening which is it (laughs) (laughs) so bad this is so good but i mean next semester we're doing it again because we got to make a thing out of this are we oh god i have no choice you have to put up the christmas tree when i'm there though like i won't come if there's no christmas tree but that's the way to solve the problem (laughs) (laughs) all right well this episode was originally supposed to be about traveling and shit and i kind of like that it's about everything including traveling i feel and And christmas trees yeah (laughs) traveling christmas trees cocaine it's it's interesting it's interesting those are by the way the only two experiences i have with cocaine so it's not like i'm doing cocaine every weekend this is my only cocaine experience mom I'm not letting my mom listen to this anymore. I'm gonna go, oh, yeah, the radio, bro. Yeah, well, imagine my mom listening to this. <laughs> Hi, mom! Uh, that'll be it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed uh, so being here fun. with me. I love you, Ellen. I love you, too. I really do. I'm really glad that you were here to do this with me. Um, I'm glad we got to speak about the subject. I feel like you're kind of the only one who understands what it's like to travel around a lot and to move and shit. And that's a good way to connect in that sense so thank you so much for being here um once again follow me on my socials it's at by ellen moore and uh well we got kind of newly suffered if you want to know how you spell it scroll back (laughs) (laughs) all right next time we're gonna get kinky so get ready oh i'm excited let's talk about sex in the next episode (laughs) thank you so much for listening and i will see you soon thank you bye bye guys